Sunshine's Weekend, all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the August 23rd edition of the sunny side of sports. Tennis players from around the world are preparing for the year's final major tournament, the U.S. Open in New York. First round action begins August 29th, and one of the big storylines involves American star Serena Williams. Earlier this month, Serena wrote an article for Vogue magazine in which she indicated she is ready to retire from the sport. Six of Serena's record 23 Grand Slam titles, the most by any player in the modern Open era, have come at the U.S. Open. And it looks like the hardcourt tournament in New York could be Serena's official tennis goodbye. Now, Serena Williams has lost twice in early round matches since the Vogue article came out. Last week, she lost in straight sets to Britain's Emma Raducanu, the defending U.S. Open women's singles champion, at another hardcourt tournament in Cincinnati, Ohio. Meanwhile, German star Alexander Zverev has withdrawn from the U.S. Open to continue his recovery from right ankle surgery. The 25-year-old Zverev tore ligaments in the ankle at the French Open in June. He was runner-up at the 2020 U.S. Open, losing to Austria's Dominic Team in the final. Alexander Zverev is currently ranked second in the world behind the Russian Daniel Medvedev, the defending U.S. Open men's champion. From tennis to badminton, and let's give a sunny side of sports salute to 64-year-old Svetlana Zilberman. She became the oldest player to win a world championship badminton match when she and her 33-year-old son, Misha, won their first round mixed doubles match on Monday in Tokyo. They rallied to defeat the Egyptian duo of Adam Hatem Elgamal and Doha Hani 16-21, 21-18, and 21-11. On Tuesday, the Zilbermans were eliminated in Tokyo, where they fell to Malaysia's Tan Kian Meng and Lai Pei Jing, 21 to 6 and 21 to 5. Svetlana Zilberman was born in Belarus. She and Misha represented Israel at the World Championships. And when she's not on the court with her son, Svetlana coaches Misha, who says it was an amazing feeling to win on Monday. And as for retirement, well, Misha says, and I quote, My mom never retired, so you can think that about me also. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? 
Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. On the next Straight Talk Africa, join me, Vincent McCory, as we follow the contested elections in Kenya, where William Ruto was declared president. We'll also take a look at the general elections in Angola, where a tight race is expected between President Joao Lorenzo running for a second term. In-depth analysis on the elections in Angola and Kenya on the next Straight Talk Africa on Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. Sporting greetings. This is Toby Mison, 100-meter hurdles, African champion, African Games record holder, national champion, Commonwealth Games champion, Olympic finalist, Diamond League trophy winner. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on The Voice of America. Toby Amusan has hurtled into the record books in 2022 and won gold medals at three major international competitions. Toby won gold medals at the African Championships in Mauritius, the World Championships here in the USA, and the Commonwealth Games in England. At the African Championships and the Commonwealth Games, the 25-year-old Amusan won gold in both the women's 100 meters hurdles and as a member of Nigeria's 4 by 100 meters relay team and at the world championships Toby set a new world record of 12.12 seconds in the semifinals of the women's 100 meters hurdles. She went even faster in the final, clocking 12.06 seconds, but that time was wind-aided, so it's not a legal world record. For reaction to Toby's world record hurdling, Iron Mike Mbonier contacted the athletics coach who discovered Toby Amusan as a secondary school student in Nigeria. My name is Abiola Onokoya, an indigenous of Ijebode, but based in the, in the state. Uh, to the question you asked, what was my reaction when I saw that world record for Toby Amusan? It was astonishing. It was a wow moment, you know, um, along with every other Nigerian, our reaction was the same. It was unbelievable, you know, seeing this happening in our own very eyes was magnificent because we've never experienced this before, even when I was an athlete, not what I'm doing right now. And at this stage, to have a Nigerian break one of the tedious print record is just wow. When did you discover Tobia Musso? At what age did she show qualities of a potential world champion? So I think I, I met, first met Toby when she was in, um, I think, GSS2 when um, they came to the stadium um, for, you know, practice um, for this school sport and uh, then she was doing um, 100 meters long jump and high jump. That's what the first time I met her. And uh, since then I've been following her career and uh, when she was about finishing um, secondary school, you know, she was already looking like a promising athlete. And uh, there was a coach there at your daily show, Jawu introduced her into hurdles. And, um, and that's when, after she finished um, the secondary school, 
you know, um, I've already moved to the state and um, I looked at it like, okay, what can I do in giving back to my own community? And I just said, hey, do you want to go to the state? And she was excited about it and I said, okay, no problem. I just need to so document and uh, she arranged such documents for me. And um, before I know it, she met me here in the state and uh, we both went to the same school here in the state. And since then, we've been on this journey for the past, like almost going to seven, eight years now, and I'm still happy, you know, we're still going on this because we are just starting. Do you think Nigeria can produce more Tobiamo sons if coaches are given necessary support? You see, the issue of Nigeria, Nigeria is filled with talent. It's a very big pool in which anybody can tap from. In every ramification whatever nigerians does we do it best and we do it better you understand we just have to put a round peg in a round hole to make this happen we have capable coaches back home we have capable administrators who could pay, put things into place i and toby um have started it um Toby Abiola Grass Crew Development Sport. we started where we came from from ijebu they right there and um we hosted our own first competition in uh, in March, in which subsequent one is going to come up next year, which we are trying to go through all geopolitical zone in Ogun State and have a grand final. So we are out here want to tap into the pool of talents we have in Nigeria, especially in Ogun State. We are looking for the next to be our Muslim. And um, the, 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 the strategies is on ground, and we are here to execute them. That's Nigerian athletics coach Abiola Onakoya, and he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from the U.S. state of Texas. Sonny Young, coming to you now from our Voice of America headquarters in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports. Follow the Sunny Side of Sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny, and my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, Prince Nesta reports on the world record performance by Toby Amusan. The track and field action also witnessed several world records come tumbling down, including Nigerian Toby Amusan, who stunned the athletics world by breaking the women's 100-meter handles world record twice in back-to-back races, clocking a time of 12.06 seconds in a wind-ended final. Amson, who was fourth at the Tokyo Olympics and the last Worlds in 2019, expressed delight at breaking the world record. You know, I'm elated. It's been a journey and I'm thankful to God for keeping me healthy and I couldn't be more thankful to have come out here with the win and the world record. It's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> 
coming into the semis, I knew it was a, it was a very competitive field, so the goal was to execute and, you know, survive to the finals and seeing the world record, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, I had to keep my composure from the finals and, you know, I think I handled that pretty good and all thanks to God. American runner Sydney McLaughlin also broke her own 400-meter handles world record to take gold after clocking to a time of 50.68 seconds, beating her previous record time of 51.41. The New Jersey native discussed her incredible world record performance. Well, I'll have to start off by saying all the glory to God. Uh, these past few days, just getting ready for this race. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 has been on my mind, um, coming boldly to his throne to receive mercy and grace, and I think he really gave me the strength to do it today so all the glory goes to God and uh, coming into this race I just wanted to go out there and attack the whole thing Uh, Bobby and I have been training for this all year and I just really wanted to go execute and the last hundred hurt really bad Uh, but I'm really grateful for it and I'm grateful for that time and bringing the medal home to Team USA. In other races Uganda's Joshua Chiptege successfully defended his 10,000 meters world title after clocking a winning time of 27 minutes and 43 seconds with Kenya Stanley Mburu winning silver and Chiptege his compatriot Jacob Kiplimo taking bronze. Chiptege expressed satisfaction with his own performance after defending his world title. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy to have won here my second gold medal of uh, the, the World Senior Championship. It's uh, spectacular in a, in a way that uh, coming back to Oregon after close to eight years when I won the World Junior Championship, coming to a familiar people, familiar stadium, it just amended my legacy in a distance running. Morocco's Sofiane El Bakali also ended Kenyan's dominance at the World Championships in the men's 3,000 meters steeplechase after surging past Lamecha Girma of Ethiopia to win gold. Kenyan's Faith Kipiegon also stormed to victory, winning gold in the 1,500 meters race at the World Championships. Kipiegon, winner of the last Olympics 1,500 meter titles, finished with a remarkable time of 3 minutes 52.96 seconds. Ethiopia's Gudaf Tsegei took silver, while British runner Laura Moya won bronze. Kipiegon, who took gold in 2017 and silver in 2019, said regaining her crown, quote-unquote, means a lot. Oh, I'm so excited uh, to be a uh, many-time champion in 1500. It's not uh, something easy, but I really thank God. I really thank people around me. I thank my management. I thank my coach. I thank my husband, my daughter as well. I really, really am so grateful. Ethiopia's Gutitown Gabriel Slassi won the women's marathon, while her fellow countryman Tamira Tola won the men's marathon in dominant fashion to take gold in a championship record of 2 hours, 5 minutes and 37 seconds. Fred Kelly narrowly aged fellow Americans Marvin Brenzi Williams and Trevon Bromel to claim gold in the men's 100-meter finals. All 35-year-old Shelian Fraser Price became the first person to win five world titles in an individual running event as she led a Jamaican sweep in the 100-meter finals at the World Championship. American runner of South Sudanese descent Athin Mo added to Olympic gold by becoming the first U.S. woman to win 800 meters at the world event. Great Britain's Kelly Hodgkinson took silver, with Mary Mora of Kenya securing bronze. He is the 20-year-old middle-distance runner from New Jersey's reaction to her incredible performance. I just physically wasn't where I would like to be, but I mean, I just, I just didn't feel my best, and 
so um, I knew it was going to be a little tough, but I mean, I was super faithful out there. I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out on the track, and whatever ha- was going to happen today was going to happen, and so I just wanted to make sure I got out there, did my best, you know, run how I usually run, and thankfully I got the gold, and thankfully I, I still had, you know, something in me so I could just run through the line and finish strong. Um, but my main goal is just to go out there and leave it all on the track and just do my best. The U.S. finished with 33 medals to top the standings, breaking the record of 31 medals won by East Germany in 1987. The U.S. had 13 golds, 9 silver and 11 bronze, while Ethiopia finished second with 4 golds, 4 silver and 2 bronze medals. Jamaica took third place with 2 golds, 7 silvers and 1 bronze. Kenya secured 2 golds, 5 silvers and 3 bronze medals to take fourth place, while China completed the top 5 with 2 golds, 1 silver and 3 bronze medals. The 19th edition of the World Athletics Championships are scheduled to be held from 18th August to 27th August 2023 in Budapest, Hungary. Reporting for the sunny side of sports, I'm Prince Nesta in Eugene, Oregon. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. And as the Voice of America celebrates its 80th year of broadcasting, this Music Time in Africa historical note, it's the VOA's longest-running English-language program. That's right. It was founded in 1965 by the late, great Leo the Music Man Sarkeesian. And Heather Maxwell has certainly done a wonderful job as host in recent years. Still with African athletics, Ghana won five medals at the recent Commonwealth Games in England. In this encore sunny side of sports presentation, Yawafusu Larbi joins us once again with a report on one of Ghana's medal winners, the bronze medalist in the long jump, Deborah Aqua. Sporty greetings, Yao! Sporty greetings, Sunny. The Commonwealth Games in Birmingham may well be one of Ghana's most successful showings at the last few editions of the competition. The contingent from the West African country won five medals, three bronze and two silver. Three of those medals came in boxing, one on the tracks and the other in the field. But it was the field medal that was of the most prominence to the country. Deborah Aqua of the Texas A&M University jumped 6.94 meters to become Ghana's first ever female to win a medal in long jump at the Games. Ever since I started doing athletics, like before I wasn't following athletics, so I haven't seen any Ghanaian athletes, like female athletes to be specific, be on the podium. 
So it was kind of like an achievement for me. She sounds massively happy about her achievements now, but it did not come easy. Deborah had a basic and high school education in Ghana before she moved to the States to further her education and participate in the sports she loves. She won silver for Ghana at the African Games in Rabat in Morocco in 2019 and holds the national record in that field event. Irrespective of a steady rise, there are times when she has contemplated quitting. One classic instance of wanting to quit the sports happened right before the start of the Commonwealth Games. I really wanted to, I didn't even want to come because um, um, I got back from what uh, championship and after whatever that happened, I had a problem with my Achilles and I even thought it was broken. I even injured it yesterday. That's why after my first jump, I was gonna, you know, my jump wasn't really consistent. Um, so um, I got back and I realized that um, I, they, my passport was sent to a wrong location and I had to resend it again. I did, and I know there was this other athlete from Jamaica that I know that I talked to who I sent, I sent my passport to the embassy before she did. I think she did two days after I sent mine. But she got her passport in like three days, and I wasn't getting mine. So at that point, I was like, there's no point, you know, going. So I wasn't even training. Like whenever I came back to, to, uh, to meet my passport without the visa, like I stopped training, I wasn't doing nothing until I got here. So I really wanted to quit because, like, if I if I won't be able to come, then what am I training for? Because this was going to be my last competition for the year. So if I'm not able to come, then what is the point of training? So I wasn't training at all until I got my visa to be here. So I was really shocked about my performance. Like, up to now, I still think about what happened, you know, because it, it, it doesn't happen like that. Ghana's attention to sport has dwindled over the years. But for football, all other sports take the backstage. Deborah hopes her win would ginger authorities to do more for other sports in the country. There should be attention. attention like we need more attention. Like there should be. I like I I, I discussed this with um, I think one of the media guys. I was like, um, so some of the footballers, like I'm using them as an example. I'm like I'm using them to in this context because they are the main you know, sport that Ghana kind of pay more attention to. They they start from somewhere to be what they are today, to be where they are today. And I wish, I, I feel like even if they can kind of take at least 1% from what they get to support athletics, I think it will make more sense. So if they can do that, the 1% that they will take from them to, fix, to, to, to put into Ghana athletics wouldn't um, be a big of an issue. So if they can, like any form of like anything they can do to to support Ghana athletics, I think we will really appreciate because there are a lot of talent out there. There are really good talent out there. There are a lot of Deborah Aquas that we we don't know of because they don't get the support that they need. For the sunny side of sports, this is Yao Fusulabi in Accra. Thanks, Yao. Hello, my name is Deborah Aqua and I'm one of Ghana's long and triple jumpers. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music, from bubble music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Dumbolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African beat on VOA has it all. 
and it's happening right here. Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC right after the international news. Thanks, David. That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat music show. On the English Premier League football beat, Manchester United scored a big 2-1 victory over visiting Liverpool Monday for its first points of the new season. VOA's Gwen Ooten has reaction from the two managers. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. Ahead of Monday's match, disgruntled Manchester United fans gathered outside Old Trafford to protest against American club owners for what looked like the beginning of a very dismal season. But those protests turned into celebrations when Man United achieved an unexpected 2-1 victory over Rodgers. Liverpool. Goals from Jaden Sancho in the 16th minute and Marcus Rashford in the 53rd gave Man United their first points in the new campaign. And according to manager Eric Ten Hag, Monday's victory was also due to the team's fighting spirit. I'm really satisfied and happy and clear. Um, we wanted a different approach and well, we have got that. <laughs> but we have a long way to go. And when you are in the process, uh, you have to deal with setbacks. Sometimes you also you have highlights. Today is a highlight, but yeah, we we just started. And uh, what we have to get is is the way um, um, to 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 above. Uh, to uh, we have still a lot of room for improvement, and that is what we have to work for. But I hope the players now understand, and the base is always um, team. Fighting spirit. Man United's victory was the first for the Dutch manager with the club in arguably their best performance in over a year. And the win came despite Ten Hag's decision to leave Cristiano Ronaldo and club captain Harry Maguire on the bench, a move he says energized the team on the pitch. We have a squad, and, and then we have a way of play, a style, but also a game plan. And then you look what is the best approach to to, um, uh, to the game, and that is what we we did today. We do it every game. So today we we, we picked those days plays, but it can be uh, Saturday can be different, and we need a squad because we have uh, many games to cover. And so if we if we make a team out of the squad and we stick together as a squad, then we can achieve a lot. I'm convinced about that. That team cohesiveness seemed to be lacking for Liverpool on Monday. Their only goal netted by Egyptian star Mohamed Salah in the 81st minute was not enough to lift the team from their 2-1 defeat. Liverpool are now without a victory in the opening three games of the season, and they've conceded seven goals in a competitive match for the first time in nearly 60 years. Following Monday's loss, manager Jurgen Klopp said the disappointment Appointment is obvious. We lost. That says, I think, everything about him, the expectable emotions. Yeah, that's it. Very disappointed about the result. These are the facts. Now we lost 2 1 because time ran out and we had not the clear cut chances in the last two, three minutes anymore because the watch just ran down without real football because of different situations. 
Liverpool are now in 16th place in Premier League standings, and Klopp says that is a tough position to turn around. Our situation is how it is, um, and, uh, not perfect, but um, good enough to play better tonight. And I think it, our situation is good enough that we could have won the game tonight if we would have played slightly better. Liverpool hope to play slightly better in front of the home crowd in their next Premier League match against Burnmouth on Saturday. Meanwhile, 14th-placed Manchester United hope to stick to their winning ways when they visit Southampton that same day. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uden. That goal by Egyptian star Mo Salah on Monday was his second of the new Premier League season. Spanish striker Rodrigo of Leeds United is the early EPL scoring leader with four goals. And the Gunners of Arsenal off to a good start. They have the maximum nine points from three matches to top the Premier League table. Early season action in the English Premier League. And that wraps up the August 23rd edition of the show. you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the Sonny 